That's so. That's the one timeline that he changed. No, just multiple timelines, but there's gonna be multiple because every decision he makes is now splitting. So can I kick multiple of you in the dick? I mean, you could try, but then I'm gonna slap you into it back into the original timeline. Spin Dash, where two out of three surveyed recommend Pokemon cards over Magic cards, if you can believe it. <laughs> Fuck, Fuck you, John. I, <laughs> I'm your host, Regretful John. With me, I have the Cynic Matt and the Hypocrite Nick. This month, we are discussing Body Harvest for the N64. I was aiming for a game that I had never played before and a console we had not covered yet. Perusing the less-known titles and some lists that highlighted underrated 64 games, I found this one. Some reviews and a fair pricing solidified the pick. But before we get into those meaty alien carcasses, stop shop. (laughs) And that noise. All right, fellas. Uh... Matt, what are you drinking today? Oh, my God. So, I am drinking a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. I'm, and I'm, I'm having a hard time remaining composed after your intro. Between that and Nick just <laughs> burping into the fucking mic. <laughs> Nick is full on sabotage this, is, this, is this a, episode, This man. is a train wreck of a night, and we haven't even started it yet. <laughs> train wreck? Nick, started with drinking? his game. <laughs> I mean, Body Harvest and Morbid should have been like Soul Harvest. Good lord. I'll, I'll harvest your soul, man. I watch Indiana Jones, too. I know what to Kalima! Do. Exactly. <laughs> Nick, what are you drinking? Uh, vodka and s- seltzer. Good nice. Boy. Nice. I am drinking some rosé from Trader Joe's. God, you're so fucking fancy. I don't like this game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys. We can stop recording now. We know our thoughts. (laughs) We're burning through it. Oh, shit. uh, Did anyone actually finish this game? No. Uh, Vicariously. Yep. (laughs) I I finished it via uh, watching like I did with Battle of Olympus, you know? Very, uh, very uh, talented YouTuber. Thank you. Yeah, it's a good guy. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit. All right. So, hey, we're still talking shop. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Sorry, sorry. Nick, what uh, what you pick up lately, man? Actually pick up anything? Wait. I did get Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for a game gear that I don't have. Yeah, we, we even covered <laughs> that last time. That's, <laughs> that, oops, yeah. that's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. I Matt, what about you? Actually, oh, good, for, good yeah. for you. Staying strong. Matt, what does uh, the the budgeteer have in store for us this episode? Well, so here's the thing, right? So, um, I picked up a Game Boy Player. I imported it from Japan. So here's the thing, uh, GameCube. I guess in the states. We only got, I think the black was the only color Game Boy player we had, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I think we had three different color GameCubes. We had the Platinum, we had the Indigo, 
and we had the jet black. I don't think we had spice, and we definitely didn't get that kind of green one that they had with uh, Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. We didn't get that one. Nope. But it doesn't match. I don't want the black bottom. So the Game Boy Player, the hardware itself can be used with any GameCube. They're region free. It's the disc that's the issue. So I imported a you know a silver Game Boy Player to put on my silver GameCube. And uh, I'm on the hunt. I think next month, uh, GC Loader, the pre-orders go on. So I'm going to watch that very closely and try to get you know a, a, a GC Loader on this thing. Because a GC Loader costs about the same as the Game Boy Player disc. So I might as well you know pimp out my GameCube, have, a, have an ODE in it versus... Trying to trying to run the disc drive and have things break down over time, you know, kind of future proof my Game Boy, uh, uh, future proof my GameCube, have the Game Boy Player ready, so you know, in the future when we're playing some more GBA titles or maybe some Game Boy Color, um, I can play it on the big screen. Yeah, so, that yeah, good that's day. it. Yourself, uh, Body Harvest. Man. Oh yeah, I forgot I got that too. Yeah. yeah, you and I picked up the cartridge for this, and a shocking fact. This is the only game that I have bought from eBay in my entire life. How was your experience? He said it was delayed, you know, and he was very um, apologetic about it. It was delayed like a day. I got it. It was no problem. Game came. It was in good condition. Uh, a couple scuffs, but, you know, plugged it right in and it worked. So I was happy. Um, the only... I think the only other game thing that I have bought from eBay was the Final Fantasy VI soundtrack. Oh, cool. cool. <laughs> on on CD when I was in like seventh grade. You know, I had to have it because I love that soundtrack. And, you know, your CDs was the medium of choice back yeah. then. What what yeah. I don't understand. So my when I ordered my copy of Body Harvest, and that was a weird one. That was kind of a fluke. I didn't exactly have a good experience. And the seller that I got it from is um, – I would say a well-known dealer in retro games. Maybe let's we'll phrase it that way and not single them out. You know, I could have sent it back and got a refund and got what it was actually pictured. You know, but we didn't have enough time. Um, but yeah, it's it took longer for my game when I bought Body Harvest to come from Pennsylvania up here than it did for my game, uh, my Game Boy Player to come from Japan. Like I, I honestly think it got, it came from it went from Japan to my house in three days in the middle of like a pandemic that is impressive I, I don't even know how that even works so yeah props to them yeah That's it. Um, not much this month. What do we got for history with this game? Does anybody have anything from the past about this? Ish. I never heard of it. Tangential. Gentle. Nintendo Power. Maybe like a yep. little snippet in there. I think I saw something, but yeah. That's, I had a Nintendo Power, and I remember seeing this in it. And I didn't yeah. really pay much attention to it. And then 
what's interesting is we'll get into like I you know I guess backstory. I spent all week bitching at you, or all two weeks bitching at you about this game, and then I had one Indeed. night where I, things weren't going well, and I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just start researching ahead of time. I don't want to play this anymore. And I found the backstory, which we'll get into later. And then I knew the story of this game. I knew there was one game in the N64 library that had this this interesting story behind it. Maybe is the way to phrase it. And I think after that point, I stopped bitching at you about this game. It's like, oh, I know this game. I've never played it. I vaguely remember pictures in Nintendo Power, but I know the story. This one's this one's for the books. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, based on the reading that I did for this, and I, I did watch a couple videos and I was like, all right, it's it's rough around the edges like a lot of 64 games. You know, but it, it looked like a solid sleeper pick. And I was kind of going for that. Um, you know, I wanted to I wanted to find a, a 64 game that nobody had played because the 64 was so popular. So, like, all the mainstream titles have been done over and over again. Um, so I think there was down to like this and like Jet Force Gemini and Mischief Makers. And I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll do Body Harvest because one of our lost episodes, if we ever find them, I picked Space Station Silicon Valley, which was done by the same developers. So we can, uh, we can transition in, into the game itself. And I think honestly, the game's backstory is more satisfying than the actual game. Yeah. Yep. I give you that. Yeah. Body Harvest was an action game for the 64 and it was developed by a British company called DMA design, which nowadays we know as rockstar North. I I think they've been around since the late eighties and they did some early console games. Uh, I, I don't remember any of those titles. I don't think I ever played any. But they were working under a parent company, and it was just a bunch of nerds, you know, doing their thing, designing some pretty cool games. And the first one that I played by them was uh, Uniracers yeah. on on the Super Nintendo. And so that was that was a fun racing game. My friend had it. We played a lot of hours on that one. It was really well done. <clears throat> and uh, I I later learned that they the DMA design did. Tank Ticks and Wild Metal Country, which I had on the PC, and I, I, I put a few hours into those, and they were like uh, tank strategy action games, um, and they were really cool, and it was funny that we started playing Body Harvest, and I heard like three of the same sound effects from Tank Ticks that are in Body Harvest. Yeah, they... Um, yeah. they- there's another they reuse sounds that they 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 used in the original GTA too I think the um probably the, yeah I think the ice cream noise I think is in those the ice cream music is in those games so very very clever <laughs> yeah yeah I don't I've never played the original GTA it's different it's uh yeah is it is it top down the first two are top down and then I had two I didn't I never played one. Yeah, I, I've only watched. I've played maybe a snippet of it here and there, but nothing, nothing really I could talk. You know, educated about it. So, yeah, same. So, Body Harvest was supposed to be a '64 launch title. There were a dozen or so games that the '64 was was going to have available upon launch in, in 1996. 
but they they delayed it because they thought the game was too violent. And it's it's funny to me that they think having played this game that they think it's violent compared to like Mortal Kombat, which is on the Super Nintendo, you know, Mortal Kombat 2, 1, 2, and 3, right? Yeah. Like and they thought that this game was too violent. Did you read did you see anything on the whole interaction with uh, with the delay and Nintendo getting involved? Do you have anything on that? I so what I think happened was there was a lot of miscommunication because they couldn't understand each other. Yep. Because DMA was British and Nintendo's Japanese. So whatever happened in 1996, 97, they couldn't they couldn't figure it out between each other like one it was all correspondence. So like they didn't communicate well enough to, to figure this out. And so Nintendo wanted a lot of design changes. And I guess DMA said, uh, you know, F you. Uh, I'm not going to have any tea with you. And Nintendo just panned it and said no thanks. They, uh, it's, it's, it's so funny because, like, if you read back in the history of Nintendo, it's just littered with examples where, like, Nintendo – burn bridges and and just screwed up and you know you can you can yeah. look at them with the whole sony thing and we can argue back and forth on whose fault the whole sony breakout you know whole that whole thing was but you know nintendo lost you know rare to microsoft nintendo they've had this like troubled history with a lot of other companies and, and it's always come back i think to bite them in the ass and dma is another one like dma was uh the, the way they got introduced to, to Nintendo, I, I want to say DMA – Nintendo didn't think that you could do a full motion video on a cartridge. And DMA found a way – they compressed, I think, a video of Star Wars and put it on a cartridge and showed Nintendo. So Nintendo yeah. was all excited about this. Uh, and they were named as one of like Nintendo's dream team when they were doing the N64, which – Mm-hmm. Nintendo at the time had lost, like Capcom was not excited about the 64. Uh, Square had, had basically was like pushing everyone and pressure, like not pressuring, but persuading other people, other developers to jump over to Sony. So like Nintendo 64 Dream Team, you had Rare, Stellar, right? Uh, you yeah. had Acclaim, not known for some of the greatest titles, although they they improved. Yeah. Um I want to say Midway, Williams, Time Warner, and hmm. I'm thinking of some of their, their – if I was assembling a dream team, I'm not saying these companies are crap. However, if I was assembling a dream team, I don't know if I would have these. Either they're developers with like a questionable history or they're upstarts. So like DMA had this whole idea in their mind. Like they wanted to make this like game that was like a throwback to the 1950s. Like a B-style movie. Yeah. They were inspired by Tremors. Did you see that? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, they wanted it to be like Tremors. And Nintendo came no in shit. and was like, no, we want to do time travel. Hmm. So this whole exercise was Nintendo coming in like, okay. At first, Nintendo said, we want to make a game that's that's edgier, more mature. We need something, you know, play it loud era. We need something to, to, to fight back. I guess I'm guessing at the time against Saturn, but more so PlayStation. So they made an edgy right. game, and then Nintendo got cold feet. Yeah. So. Yeah, I wouldn't say this game was too violent at all. Like, you, you kill bugs, and okay, you might run over somebody. But it's funny that now we're looking back at it where, like, you could you could beat up a prostitute in Grand Theft Auto. 
And, <laughs> you know, you, you get flagged for running over somebody accidentally in this game. This game is so tame compared to what, I mean, maybe it was shocking at the time, but Nintendo, I mean, they just, they, they talked out of one side of their mouth and then, and then, and then, you know, turned around. I, th- I want to say they made it two years in development on this thing, like two years. And Nintendo comes in and like makes a bunch of changes. Like, ah, uh, we, we want yeah. this, you know, we want this to be an RPG because we don't have RPGs on the system um, because we ditched a CD drive, you know. Right, right. You know, we not a lot of storage. We space. want this thing to be more mature. Oh wait, you know, you know. Oh, I take that back. You know, we don't want the, this to be mature. Uh, and it's funny because there are a lot of mediocre titles on the sixty-four that kind of fall in a similar similar category with this, where the controls and the graphics are they just hold the game back. Yeah. I mean, this was. The gameplay on this, like, it, it's one of the first open world games. And this company just, this is their foundation. Like, that, all the games after this have been open world and major hits. Like, Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto series is like one of the top game, one of the top series ever, right? What blows my mind from a development, like, looking at this strictly as development, is, is if you watch, we're going to have our comments about this game. But if you look at this as a, you know, how is DMA evolving? DMA does like GTA, I want to say 97. Yeah, they did yeah, GTA you're right. 1 you're right about that. before. Yeah. yeah, before this game. Then they go and they start Body Harvest. And then I want to say while they're suffering, like languishing in Body Harvest. And at the same time, they, they, DMA also is doing another game for Nintendo called Zenith, which gets canceled. It looked like a climbing game. Uh, Nintendo canceled it because Nintendo, I think, was also the publisher on that. Um, and said, no, you have to divert all your resources into this Body Harvest game that's that's not doing what we want. So, of course, the team's pissed. Right. You know, you cancel one of the games. You're forcing teams together. It's just a mess. But then DMA goes, you forget, Space Station Silicon Valley, which I think came out before this but was started after. And some yeah. common themes run in that, right? Like you're taking over sheep and dogs and, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of switching into different things. And a similar thing where like there are four levels per world or like there's a certain amount of levels per a world um, and you have objectives. So, yeah, they they have a common gameplay between the two. So then like you're evolving, right? So I think GTA 2, Nick, correct me, 99. Oh, jeez. I remember that. I know GTA 3 was was 2001, and you can't look at GTA 3 and would ever say jumping from 2 to 3 would ever have happened if it wasn't for Body Harvest. I mean, there's great foundation in this game. I'll give it that. Uh, I mean, I emulated this game, so maybe that could have been a problem, but I was constantly clipping through the whole game. Like every time I went across that bridge at the beginning, literally half my body was on the uh, below the bridge. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, open world is just—it was so clunky. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get past that, <laughs> and I, just, I I couldn't. Like I I honestly I got as far as literally the s- second part of Greece. 
And I was like, I just can't <laughs> do it. Between that and my computer just crashing, the game just crashing, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm done. So, so you don't even, you didn't even get like really into any of the story, right? Did you see any of the story? All I know is I'm on a planet and I have to help. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is Greenpeace. I was like, oh, okay, all right, sure, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so body part harvest, body harvest was ninety eight. Then space station Silicon Valley was ninety eight as well. Tantix was ninety eight. Huh. Let's see, Grand Theft Auto two was ninety nine. Uh, three was two thousand one. Did you say Chantex yeah. like the stuff that gets you to stop smoking? Oh, uh, Tantix. 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 Yeah. Which is a fun game, man. You build tanks and you got to go through all these levels. Anyway, this game, Body Harvest, you have a faceless hero. You have an AI that gives you info. And you have giant aliens <laughs> messing things up. What does that sound like? Halo? Exactly. Really? Okay. All right. Think about that, right? Like, this dude has no face. It's it's not Master Chief cool. It's like fucking, you know, Judge Dredd's hillbilly cousin. Oh, my God. But. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that your, what's your, what's your assistant's name? Uh, Daisy? Daisy? Yep. Daisy, yeah. And she, she gives you, you, you tap the R button. The controls on this were garbage, by the way. Like, you know, cycling through weapons and trying to get you little messages from her. I don't, but still, what yeah. is she seems like the the AI interface? So, what is her involvement? I I never understood her story. She was on the ship, so apparently, um, I I read some of the backstory, and it the aliens have been harvesting people on Earth for okay over like a hundred years. They're just giant sized bugs. Well. Well, yeah. But, I mean, you know. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. <laughs> they have to harvest us for food. Tasty. Right? It was a um, cop-out. It's a cop-out. <laughs> if, if they're like humanoid aliens, they don't need us. They're not going to harvest us for food. They've already figured out food. Right. Well, I think aren't we like cows? Didn't they plant us here? And we're Earth is kind of like their 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 farm, and they just like every yeah. twenty five yeah, years they, they stop us. by, and I'm like, ah, it's like it's like we're gonna go out to McDonald's. <laughs> it's all it's all stem cells, baby. Mm, tasty. Yeah. Very nutritious. So every twenty five years they would land and like put one area in this giant force field, and then suck up all the people, and then they leave. And it and it just kept getting bigger and bigger, these areas that they would do. <clears throat> so I think in like 2016, the last remnants of humanity are on the spaceship. And they have invented a time travel spaceship. And so like, you know, hearkening back to, to Alien, our guy, Adam Drake is the guy's name, um, our hero with the Judge Dredd mask. <laughs> He jumps on this escape craft, goes back to Earth, but I think Daisy escapes with you. I wasn't too keen on that. And she's in, like, the spacecraft in orbit, and you're down there with your advanced weapons, and you could teleport down to the, these specific areas, 
because at the time, like you travel back to, we're in 1916 in Greece. And so you get beamed into the, to the force field area with your laser gun and a bunch of other shit. Isn't that kind of funny? Though, like how when you with the NPCs in the game, they're all nonchalantly, oh yeah, here's my lever for my bridge. Go and press it. <laughs> And you look like you are from the future, and they don't even question it. Like here comes Judge Dredd in night. You know, you're in 1960. And Judge Dredd shows up <laughs> and like, says, "Oh yeah, sure, go where you're at, Bob. I need parts to your windmill yep. now." <laughs> yeah, my wife and seven kids got eaten by a giant space bug. All right, man, here you like, go. You're so nonchalant about the whole thing. Everybody's so jaded and scorned in this. They're all just hiding in these fucking candlelit buildings, like. Yeah, I do whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, how many candles are being used in 1916? Like, I feel like we had electricity then, right? I mean, I mean, you have a fucking fire truck and a tank. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> nobody has a light bulb. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, so is it an alternate? So here's, I had a problem with the time travel, right? So they ship us back from like 16. I think it's 2016, 100 years, back to 1916. Yep. So. Time fuckery. I, the time paradox. Can I kill my grandfather? Um, but here's the thing. Like, can – he's not really saving his timeline, right? He's just going back to a different timeline. So, there's always going to be a timeline where humans are dead. And he's just trying to make right. a new timeline where humans aren't dead. Oh, we're not that going seems to this be right to now, make the most Oh, sense. Nick, I hope you brought a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just saw this on uh, – what was I watching? Eureka, where they explained how time travel worked. It's there- nothing like uh, <clears throat> it's n- it's nothing like uh, Back to the Future, where you can correct your timeline. Or no, wait, this is in uh, the ending of Avengers. Yeah, Avengers Endgame. No, no, no. Uh, right. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen. I don't Endgame? think I've seen Endgame, but you, you had me on Back to the Future. You know, you had you, oh you had God. me there. You know, well, they said Back to the Future. It, it was false in the sense that if you go back, you're not changing that future. You're just creating an alternate timeline. So, are there infinite timelines? Because I've chosen it's, it's to technically it becomes a multiverse. So there's, then there's no need to go back. I would say there's two timelines: the one that you were in and the one that you fixed. But what about the timelines you chose not to go back to? Those would also be timelines, right? Hence, multiverse. That's just like, I think you got you think there's infinite timelines at that point. No. How how could there has to be multiple timelines anyways? Because like, let's say I fix 1916, the aliens are gonna respond differently to me fixing 1916, and they're gonna respond differently when they're in 1940 in Java, right? So like, there's a whole. I, I'm a, I'm on your board with you, Nick. There's a, there's an infinite amount of timelines, and our Judge Dread friend saved one. So there's one. There's one. Whatever whatever decisions you make when you're going back is is one. Like this guy's progressing through time, right? Well, he's progressing through that timeline, but he's also split up a new timeline. That's so. That's the one timeline that he changed. Oh, there's multiple timelines, but, then, but there's gonna be multiple because every decision he makes is now splitting. So can I kick multiple of you in the dick? I mean, you could try, but then I'm going to slap you into it back into the original timeline. In, in, in right. every timeline, Nick slaps you. In every every conceivable possibility, Nick slaps you for kicking him in the dick. 
That's a tickle. <laughs> So that no one questions you driving around. Like, can you picture this guy driving around in like this 1916 buggy with his decked out super suit? And he's genetically engineered, so there's no way he's less than 6'4. He's just like a fucking jack super like, like, like the way I understood it, it almost is that he becomes a vehicle in a sense. What? <laughs> Transformers? Because <laughs> you, because you literally you just you just run up, just run up and just press X, and then next thing you know, you're in you the jump vehicle. in it, dude. Like, you you know can see yourself in a tank. You know, your head sticking out of the tank, man. <laughs> yeah, you, that's what it is. Your head is sticking out of the tank. You're not, you're your not head Ace is and Gary from SNL, man. <laughs> you know, form of or whatever those the twins. What were those called? Wonder the Wonder Twins. twins yeah. Form of Puddle. spaceship. Yeah, puddle. <laughs> so, so, so I could just picture Nick sitting there with like his really shitty N sixty four emulator setup. Things are glitching out. Things are clipping. Nothing makes any sense. And then he steps next to a vehicle, and he's like, "Yep, I just turned into a vehicle. This game's trash. I became a vehicle. Who the hell thought of that?" Nick, Nick does like becoming things. Becoming the chair. Oh, in three weeks, I'm gonna become a chair. I'm gonna become the world. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so another tangent on this, right? 1916, Greece, Europe, World War so, One. Yeah, like it's a different timeline because there's not World War One, right? I mean, unless there is, and you're just in like the the outlying areas where there's tons of abandoned vehicles that are you know in various states of disrepair, and a bunch of confused people wandering around with their fucking shit burning. Like that actually maybe the Germans were actually be. bugs. <laughs> <laughs> we have one German listener. He's offended. She's offended. Yeah. Uh, they're offended. Um, so here's the thing. Like I think when you're in Java in 41, there's some vehicles that have kind of like a like a German coloring to them. So does yeah. that mean? There's- so does that mean World War II is happening, but World War One didn't happen? Time right? fuckery, man. I mean. I don't even know if, if Java in that in 1941, like if, if things had even gotten there then, like because that was Japan, and like, yeah, it was it was later on when when the U.S. and Japan, but had all their events. But I think. would you fight a world war if you've got bugs coming every 25 years to eat you? Probably not. Right? I think I'd build no. like you know you'd have your Manhattan Project, but you'd be bombing the bugs, not not you know Hiroshima. Maybe that's why. Maybe there were bugs. There. Again, infinite timelines. Nick's got it. Hey, okay, all right. I'm, I'm warming up to Joel this. Joel was an android. Infinite timelines. <laughs> so I think, Matt, you and I got through Greece in this game. So we, we're, we're done the backstory. You, you, you come back to Earth. You, you're tra- traveling back in time to stop the bug apocalypse. You hit Greece in the early 1900s. There's Three stages and then a boss stage. Yeah. We died a lot. 
We died a lot in this game. And the save feature is crippling. Like, I I sunk 20 to 30 minutes in at least three times to die, like, 10 minutes away from beating the level where the save point was. This game is weird. I just – and I, and I struggled with it because design-wise, it's like – it's like they cobbled together like seven different games and slapped them into all the wall, like <laughs> duct taped them together and said, this is our game. And it's like, I don't know how to function in this world. So structure wise, right? It's a, what you call it? A third person adventure game. It's third op- person shooter adventure, <laughs> but it's open world, but it's not sandbox in that you're in this open world and yes, you can go anywhere you want, but the game is – there's a mission structure to it. And the well, you're mission – You're heavily penalized if you go outside this. It's it, – it's, you're, mi- you're heavily penalized. Well, the thing is it's like the game doesn't encourage you to like freely explore because there's this weird bar where if the aliens are going to come down in waves. It kind of reminds me of like an old arcade game like your bad guys come in waves. And whenever there's a yeah, wave, and they keep yeah, it, it keep it escalating. But you you have to like save people because you don't want the bugs to to you know eat the people because then you get this like giant mutant crusher bug that like wrecks your friggin' house. Like he he it, yeah, that thing sucks. Nasty. <laughs> but like so, it's open world, but you really can't explore because you you really need to follow very strict. I mean, I the the missions like you can't progress it unless you do this this this. There's no. Test this out and see. But like you go into caves and they want you to like flip switches and do so. There's an RPG element to it, and, and then there's a sc- tickle corpses. <laughs> Did you guys tickle I any corpses? Every corpse I went to. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But there's a score. Look, yeah. why is there a score in this? How does that even? I, I don't. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. It yeah, and. And the fact that there's like no marketable things with this game. There's it's all no frills, like no decorations, no adverse. There's there's nothing, dude. I, I my struggle with this game is like, I think on paper, it is an amazing game, because it just there's just so much to like. It's so everything's built off this that we you know it's open world today that we take for granted, but at the same time like. Man, the game puts everything in your way to prevent you from enjoying it. So saves. You you kind of – tell me about saves, John. So you have to beat the uh, – what's it? Mini boss at, at the end of each of these levels because they're like camped over this uh, – what's it? Processor, right? Like there's there's a few processors and then there's a generator which controls their giant shield bubble. That, that like encapsulates their harvest area because nobody can get in and nobody can get out um, when they put this this dome like shield over where they want to harvest. So you have to knock out their processors, which I'm guessing are like their little like shield outliers, and then the generator is is the final boss level. There's there's five levels. We only made it to Java. So if anybody that's listening has been more ambitious, you know, hats off to you. Uh, you have more patience than we do, <laughs> but I I died way too many times on this game to really like try to soldier on after spending like two hours a night to make it through one and a half levels. It, it, you know, it, the thing is like 
the saves, if I was to like give this game a score, and I know I'm jumping way ahead of where I want to be, but I would give this game just, its score would be so much higher if you forced me to give it a number, which I know I've been against as of late. Just if they let me, give me more saves, make the saving, you know, easier somehow. I know you can backtrack back to your little save pod thing that you get after you beat every processor, but I'm directionally challenged. I can't find that thing. I find that you go and you play this game and, and you'll be chugging along for 45 minutes or an hour and you do yeah. something dumb like fall down the slope, end up in the water, which I don't want to – we've got to talk about how he swims. And, and then <laughs> like you're dead. You've lost an hour. You've lost an hour. It, yep. It's just every night. And all because you didn't hold like the down C button in the right spot, like to jump back on your boat or to like – yeah, dude, the the cliffs and the it was very frustrating. But if it's an open world game, why aren't you allowing me to explore? You know, you pu- you're just yeah. you punish me for exploring, and now I've got to repeat forty five minutes of me trugging around collecting TNT. I, I can remember Greece like it's amazing. I I don't remember much of the game, but I can tell you, I can almost write a walkthrough on how to get through Greece because I died so many times. <laughs> yeah. Get the TNT, blow up the rock, you know, go over and over and over and over. Did you get to the part with the howitzer? Yeah. So I posted this on Twitter the other day. They warn you. So first of all, I grabbed the tank. It wasn't the howitzer, but I grabbed a tank. I'm like, okay, I got to shoot this rock formation so I can go up. And this is after I died in this level like every night for like three nights in a row before I got to a guide. So I thought I had the howitzer. I didn't. Shot it. Didn't do nothing. Went back, got the howitzer, drove the howitzer into the lake. Yeah. So, so then I'm like, yeah. well, I'm fucked. Now I've got to redo this whole level again. Again. Yeah, I was like, I can make this jump and then the howitzer just kind of freaking falls in the water. Only, you're like, all right. one howitzer. You're screwed. It's like, no, you've got to be kidding yep. me. Yeah, and you got to like – so you got to bomb your, your path a little bit and then go around and fight some bugs and then come back and bomb it again. Like I did that four times, dude, trying to figure out what to do. My, oh. my frustration with this, and I bitch to you, I, for, for the listeners out there, I don't think they understand how much I bitched to John over the two weeks that we played this game. Every night it was- It's more than when we lived together. Every night it was, <laughs> fuck you, John. I hate you. Fuck you, John. Why'd you pick this game? Fuck you, John. I just, it, man, it, it broke me in a way that a game has not broke me in a long time. And, and, and my problem is like, on paper, this game offers so much and is so important that- Every night I'd walk away from it and I'd be like left with this feeling of, you know, is the game bad or do I suck at it? One. And, you know, (laughs) is the game bad and it's just not for me because I'm directionally challenged? And then like, is the game bad or, you know, am I just, am I just being a whiner? There's no reason why I can't beat this game. I'm really good at games. And I'd go back and I'd waste another 45 minutes dying over. It just, it broke me. It broke my soul. Yeah. 64 games are rough around the edges and they're difficult. Like, the, I remember playing Shadows of the Empire as a kid and dying 70% of the time, you know? I don't think I ever beat that game as a kid because jumping and different things were, were difficult. Like, it's just the 64's nature, I think, with a lot of these adventure games. But But here's my thing, right? So I read about this game, and I, if you get online and you search Body Harvest 64, you'll get 
an infinite amount of searches where people just say, this is a hidden gem. And in some aspects, it is hidden. And in some aspects, it could be a gem. But you've got to have a very, very, very forgiving view of things to ever phrase it that way. I mean, Nick, Nick, you've been quiet on this one. Would you view this as a hidden gem? No, not at all. (laughs) But probably only because I have no background with this game. And I think that's a lot. And I, I respect what John is trying to do. He wants to put games out there that are not typically talked about, but it's going to be harder, especially for the retro games, because a lot of them, I mean, when we're reviewing a game or going through a game, we typically usually have some sort of nostalgia on that type of game or that that gameplay in some form. So we're, you know, a little bit more forgiving on it. As well as typically when we're playing it then, you know, we're getting through the levels a little bit easier and we're not stumbling as much because we typically remember something. This game just didn't play like anything I've played in the past. And like I said, I mean, it could have been just purely because I played it as an emulated game and maybe just not seeing the true effect of it. Maybe it was just glitching out. But like I said, I mean, after probably like the 10th time of it, just failing i'm like this is too much hassle to play through i wouldn't say it's hidden gem like now connecting the dots as far as knowing what dma be i can see where they get a lot of their inspiration as far as hijacking a vehicle you know doing these missions it's very is very gta at its very core so i can respect that it's just the i mean when it was playing well it just the aim was crap, you know, trying to aim, <laughs> shoot a freaking bug. I literally just run and gunned. I just run and just press the trigger button. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit something eventually. Yeah. So yeah, you, 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 <laughs> you kind of touched on a good thing there, though, Nick. Like controls of this are, in in some ways, they're great. And in some ways, they are really, really janky. Like, uh, what's his name? Drake. Adam? Adam? I forgot his name. Adam his name Drake. actually doesn't matter. You never, never see it again. But when nope. he's on foot, he is really, really, really it, – it's like he's like trudging through mud. He's like marching in molasses. He And he's very like – I don't know. He's very janky. I, don't, I can't even describe it. But he has like two different control sets. When he's walking around people's houses turning on lights and stuff for no apparent reason, he's got one control set where like – he can like strafe back and forth for for no apparent reason of no value. Yeah. But when he's out in the world, oh, he just – he's so hard to – maybe they do that to entice you. Like once you get in a vehicle, you can get around okay. Yeah, vehicle controls weren't bad. But him on foot, when you started that second level and you had the the sunbeam thing or the mirror, like that, that mirror decimate all, right? But you can't use it in a vehicle. Right. Did you keep jumping out? I kept jumping out and frying things and then getting back in the vehicle. Yep. 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 When there's a big wave of them. But if one of those uh, harvester robot dicks was around, it could just squish you. Like it would just jump. And you couldn't see where it goes because you can't tilt your head up. And then it would just pancake you. That happened to me like three times. <laughs> yeah. He just – and what I found another challenge in this game was slopes. So, like, some slopes you could get up and some you couldn't, like, the way it would handle terrain. So, I'd, I'd, find, my, I'd yeah. find myself, 
like I wouldn't pay attention. I wouldn't hit up on one of the C buttons and, and zoom out so I could see what I was actually doing. And I'd run down a hill and I'd run into water. And once you get into water, depending on how the slope is, like you can get stuck and he can't swim. I, I mean, he can. No, you get like five seconds of, of swim life. I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be like he's in a super suit, but also you're superhuman. You can't swim with a suit. Like I think if I took a football player in full pads and dumped them in the water, they would be able to swim longer than, than Adam Drake. He just. It's that helmet, man. The, the dread helmet, fifty pounds. That's fifty. All, yeah, it, it, it reminds me of like the, I think is a Doom that has that type of shape of helmet, mm. like the original game. Maybe. Or am I thinking something like the, on the box? I don't know. It's like the helmet just the helmet just reminds me of something of like an older game that they took inspiration. It looks like something out of Fifth it, Element. It looks too. like Blast Corps. Like if you guys are if you guys yeah, play Blast Corps, that's what it is. It reminds me of Blast yeah, Corps. He, he's the same coloring. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, orange. Orange means explosion. <laughs> yeah, he just man, he was hard to maneuver. I don't know. I I I, I struggled with that. Um, what else did I struggle with? The, you talk about the mutant. The mutant wrecked me. I I so I was bad in places about people because they're dumbasses. You just drive. Yeah, and you just oh, I ran over. Oh, yeah. They have like they Sorry. have no interest like. And whatsoever on what you're doing in a vehicle, they're just, you know, aliens are out there eating them left and right. And they're just walking around in the streets trying to get run over by your freaking <laughs> yeah. howitzer. I don't know. It's crazy, man. Did you see, um, did you watch any of the clips that like when you're in, in 1966 and you're in USA? Did you see the ice cream truck? No. Dude, I laughed so freaking hard when I played that part. And by played, I mean watch somebody play it. You've got this section of the game where like you're supposed to drive an ice cream truck. And you're supposed to like lead kids from the school, I think, into a church into safety. So like you're driving this ice cream truck, and these dumbass kids are like, like running around chasing you in this ice cream truck. It's like aliens are like eating them off the streets, like just complete stupidity. Mowed them down. <laughs> Good like, deal. You could just you could just take this ice cream truck and run over kids in it. <laughs> like, I don't even think you could do that in GTA. Like you can like, you know bang hookers and then kill them afterwards but you don't kill kids in gta like this game yeah i don't think there are kids in gta probably for this reason (laughs) that's why nintendo banned them (laughs) when you run them over there's this like satisfying blood i'm a sicko but like a satisfying blood curdling scream and then like a squish noise (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if that's where roller coaster tycoon got their noise oh it's so good the scream. What do you think of the You're gonna have to put that in as a little way. audio clip. Oh man, what's that, Nick? What do you think I, of the audio? This, like the soundtrack and how like this. The, the it was good. Like it was suspenseful. You know, there wasn't a lot of a lot of variability, but like it, it was a decent soundtrack and it was kind of foreboding most of the time. I didn't notice it until I think I was supposed to. You know, like if you ask me to like hum a a, a, a song from this. I can't tell you what any of the levels sound like, except for when I'm fighting aliens. It's got that like violin-y style, you know, dee 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 and you you know, shoot them down. Beyond that, I, yeah. I don't really remember a whole whole lot of it. I thought it was actually that was something that was, I think it was fairly redeeming about this game was the soundtrack. Yeah, they they did a decent the job. The sounds were pretty decent. It wasn't horrible. The sounds of running over humans was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's so good.
yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it that I gotta say, man, on this game. Made it through the first world, got to the second one, played a little bit, called it. And I wish, so my other complaint is, you know, we only made it, like, John, you and I made it to Java. Nick, you you fought through emulation and got you know, a couple levels in Greece. You didn't get to see, but the, so the game's got five levels. You go, what is it? Greece in 1916, Java yeah. 1941. USA in 1966, and if you watch, like that seems to be the most interesting of all the levels. Like you're actually in a city. I I, I found Greece like really boring. Like when have you ever seen Greece looked like a desert? Yeah. Well, it looked like just hills and valleys, and the textures are just there's like there's not a tree in like one or two trees. I think during the parts I played, and the next thing you know, you come up against a giant freaking ant or wasp. And you had the random buildings, yeah. like they're just so far out. It was so spread out. Yeah. It wasn't like there was much of an environment. And I think that's what the game was really lacking, at least in Greece. It was there wasn't much of an environment for Greece. I was I, like, uh, yeah. Greece is a, is a, 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 you know, it's part of the Mediterranean. It's not this bland of a country. You got to wonder if they ran into like the 64 just. They were making something so, I don't know, so forward, so ambitious that it was more than what the 64 could do. That might be it, man. I mean, they had these PC games. They had Grand Theft Auto. You know, there was a lot in the works with these guys. So I wonder if they also got a little spiteful, too, because Nintendo was was giving them such a hard time. You know. Or like they, they might have rushed it. I, I have to wonder if they, because it feels unfinished to me when I play it. Like there, there yeah, was, it's really raw. There were times when I'd be walking around in the caverns, which I, I think the RPG elements. I was texting you about this, John. I think it's a complete waste. Like, there's no need for me to go in these to have a separate control set and to go into these caverns. Like, you could just have a much funner game where I'm shooting aliens. Like, why do I have to do this other thing that feels cobbled on? But they tried a lot, and yeah, the dungeons were like you just push this button. There was no. I mean, like, there was a treasure chest thing where, like, you had to pull a, a torch and you had to have a treasure chest open or something. But, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty rudimentary when they branched off from the bug killing. And, and I think, you know, that's what I think what delayed the game. You know, Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo I think, told them, you got to put RPG stuff in here because we scared off all our RPG, you know, developers. So, yeah. you, DMA, yeah. you pick up the slack, which is just stupid, but... I looked at this game. I was a little more favorable with it than I'm favorable with with N64 and PS1 games, anyways. Like most people, when they go to pick up a, an N64 PS1 game, it'll be like, "This game looks like shit." You know, that's the common thing. Like this game looks like shit. You know, look. I I know that going into this, so I I really can't fault. At the time when this game came out, everyone like shit all over it for graphics. Like the graphics were bland, uninspired, just empty, blank, you know, just really bad when it came out. But to me, when I play a game like this, you know, all N64 games look bad. You know, that's just, that's, that's the charm of playing an N64 game. If you don't like really blocky polygons, the system's not for you. So, Unless you go to Paper Mario. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you put this game next to Ocarina of Time, and and yes, Ocarina looks better, but still they're blocky. still blocky. So 
I'm giving it a pass yeah. on graphics. I understand like, yeah, every N64 game looks like I'm, you're driving over Vaseline and every PlayStation game has wobbly, garbly, you know, textures that, you know, looks, <laughs> looks like you're tripping out as you're walking by them. Yeah. So I'm not even penalizing it for graphics, the thing that everyone slated it for back then. I just – I'm hitting it for just fundamentals of being a game. Like it it just – it doesn't work. You know, I – Yeah, I, I agree I with mean, you there, man. I don't know if – did you guys clip at all? Like I was constantly clipping. So I was reading about that, Nick. This game is notoriously bad for emulation. I So – N64 emulation kind of sucks anyways because you have to dink around with plugins and you got to make it match up, you know, what your computer can do. What do you want it to look like? Uh, it's a pain in the ass. But this one apparently has been a problem like since day one. You know, it's just Maybe something. Maybe that's why I'm so salty on this then. I, I so, tried so emulating I, I, it. I will give you a pass. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I tried emulating I it. I rescind my pass. Yeah, it it, it I had like when people were shooting at you when I emulated it, it was it was like the guy was shooting me from one point in the screen, but the shots were coming from another. It it was real it was real janky, but even then, like that's just one more. It's just one more turd on the turd sandwich. One more thing. Yeah, I didn't do uh, a lightning round or any any fun tangents for this one. Um we all kind of suffered through this, so. <laughs> you know, I you text me, like, be ready to argue on this one. And we got on here, like, I think we all kind of agree on it, which is. You know, we, we've all hated. I mean, Matt, you're the only one that actually liked your obscure pick. It's a classic. It's a classic for all times. <laughs> Battle of Olympus, Crystal Warriors, and Body Harvest were not our finest hours. You know, but but we tried. We tried. We went off the beaten path a little bit, and we're probably better for it in the long run. I'm actually glad you picked it, though. And, and I'm glad you picked it because it's A, it's a weird game. B, the history is just nuts. Like, you know, anyone listening to this, yeah. go out and read. There's an interview. I can't remember the guy's name, but a guy kind of did a tell-all about this game. And, and I can't picture anyone making a game working under the conditions that they put them on this. Like, imagine you have this dream project where – I mean, you're shooting for the stars. Like, you're going to swing and you're going to swing big. And, you know, someone comes in and tells you to, you know, make the graphics look more material. It's like, what the fuck does that even mean? You, right. you know, like, someone comes in two years into your baby and tells you to insert a bunch of crap into it that doesn't fit. It's not what you want to do. You know, you, you're told to suck it up and just do what they tell you to do. You do it anyways. It's just... I don't know. You swung big and everyone got in your way. Like part of me, part of me is resentful to Nintendo for this. Like I, yeah, I kind of share that sentiment, man. You know, DMA were the, the new up and comers, but they didn't really realize it yet. And they should have let them run a little freer. You know, they, they went on to make, like, I mean, it, it's funny. Cause when you read uh, most of the reviews now that were done in the present, you know, about this game, looking back at it, Everyone who says this game is this hidden gem and that's amazing can't talk about it without saying GTA 3. And I agree with that to some, yeah. to some aspect. Like, yes, GTA 3 would not exist without them learning, 
you know, the knowledge of, of, you know, this game, what they learned making it. But at the same time, I have to look at this game as its own thing, as it, you know, as it is, not what they got out of it. Like, if that's the case, then this is an amazing tech demo. This is the best tech demo that I've ever seen on the N64. Because of their progression yeah. throughout gaming, people have rose-colored glasses, I think, for this a little bit. Well, I mean, think think about, like, you know, you wanted something unique, and I guarantee, you know, you looked at the scores on this, and and they yeah. all said, this game is, is a hell of a lot of fun, it's a hidden gem, like, you know, you'd be stupid not to pick this game. <laughs> but, you know, no one's out there, you know, I, I've... I've I've seen there's, – there's, it's funny. There's one reviewer back when, and I don't know if they were – EGM gave it a good score. IGN gave it a good score. GamePro, not so much actually. GamePro was kind of in the middle of the road. But there was this one um, one company. I can't remember the name. Gave it what would be the equivalent of like a D. I can't remember the name. And if yeah. you read the comments, like the first comment is some 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 rando online calling the guy for making – for 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 – coming up with a review and it's like, well, I read the guy's review. I, I agree with everything he said in it, you know? So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't dig deep enough. I dug, I dug to find uh, a little bit, but, but, but not enough on this. But one. why would you? Right. Every score that you find on this game is overwhelmingly positive. Every list you find online is this is a hidden gem. You know, you're a dummy for not playing it. Why Why would you? I wonder. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if it's because more people have the preference for the 64 that, that we don't. You know, we're Nick's the Genesis guy. We're Super Nintendo guys. Like, those are our consoles and the 64 came after. So, I, I, I'll admit that, like, I the single stick shit is, is frustrating to me. I look at it and I, I think everyone out there – it's funny because all the reviews prior to, with the exception of that GamePro and that other company that was kind of an outlier, everyone talked about the promise of like how great this – you know how amazing the things this game offers are. And it is. Like open world, this was new then. This, this probably blew everyone's mind. And then all the post reviews you know from the modern era look back and they see it through GTA lenses. You know, this is – this is the game that gave us GTA 3 and it's this this amazing rose-colored, you know, view of this game. You know, we're yeah. looking at it in a bubble and I think we're looking at it saying it, it doesn't work. You know, I, we get we understand all those pros that that people are coming up with, but you know, in a vacuum, this game doesn't work. It's just not a workable game. Yeah. It's too rough around the edges, man. Very very rough. Our most our most upbeat review. I think that we've done so far. I hope no one no one leaves this podcast like, oh man, I'm gonna have to go and just drink myself stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going off about two hours of sleep right now, so you guys are welcome. <laughs> I'm here. You didn't sleep. That's good. No, no. Yeah, teething kid. You gotta get you gotta get job. your power nap game on, Nick. Gotta get your Lunch power car nap on. I was presenting all day. I literally didn't stop until probably three o'clock, four o'clock. Yeah. So, yeah, I was on, I was presenting at you know, six thirty this morning, doing my job, doing my thing, making those sales. That way, I can invest more into our future of podcasting. 
You can a mic stand. Get a mic get stand. A fucking <laughs> mic stand. Yeah, I knew that was coming. The, the thing is, is like Nick. I'm not gonna lie. I was like colluding with John. I'm like, I think I can talk Nick into buying a pop filter. You know, nope. something that went through. you gotta have a mic stand <laughs> to have a pop filter. Nope. Yeah. Oh my god. Nick's got like two coffee filters and a fucking piss jug down there. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not like talking into a tin can with like a string tied to the computer. <laughs> Coming from oh, the person yeah. who has a laptop that is older than me, probably, I'm sure. This this episode probably didn't record. It's probably been frozen for the past 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking thing. I hope you all enjoyed my uh, my cat that just howled halfway through. Matt, you're gonna find that. Didn't hear it. Not no. I'll hear it later. That's the problem. I go to edit these, and it's like John's clicking like a madman on his mouse. Like, like no. The the only person who clicks faster than you with a mouse, John, is like some porn addict on Pornhub going to like the next the next thing. Like I gotta keep just feverishly clicking. It's it's where I got my twitchy fingers from, man. (laughs) And then like, and then like. Nick, now I understand why I'm spending so much time on your audio. Like, you're you're talking, you're holding the mic, talking into it like you're like a like a pop star. <laughs> I'm a fucking rock star. Yeah, like you're hosting a talk speaking show. Speaking of rock star, <laughs> speaking of rock star, ooh, say We we this concludes our episode on Body Harvest. Sorry, we didn't like it. Uh, all all of you purists that might listen to this. But yeah, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Nick, what do we got coming up next? Oh, we're going with a classic, ladies and gents. Get ready for some bananas and some fun. We're playing Donkey Kong Country. Woo! All right, I'm, ex- I'm excited for we're that. Going, uh, we're going to be uh, actually happy with the next episode. <laughs> oh my god! What? What John? We're not done. Go go hit record. We're not done. We haven't give we've we haven't plugged our social stuff. Well, you know what? No, don't add him into this. We're gonna just shit on John now. Yeah, fuck John. So here's uh, the shut thing, up. Right? I'm here. No, no, fuck John. He stopped recording because he's John. I said uh, we're done we ha- on this episode. No, we have social media, John. Yeah, we have okay. To plug that so they can tell you to start to keep recording. Yeah. Nick, why don't you plug our socials? Because John doesn't want to record anymore. I mean. <sighs> Wait a minute, I got John. Why the hell do you stop recording? Because we're done. <laughs> why you, dude? A, you didn't. Why you, you didn't do cunt? shit for the socials, John? You're being a cunt. You're being a cunt. You're holding your microphone you know? with your. Oh, you, you see now. You, now you said the c word, Nick. Uh, so I'm sure Matt is smart enough to add a beep in there. Nope, I've edited none of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I, I I edit. I so my editing consists of me going through. I'm like Nick, you dancing with a mic that gets edited out. You dropping c bombs that stays in. <laughs> so so if we want to get canceled, we're doing a good job. Oh, <laughs> I guess I should plug our social media, shouldn't I, guys? Before I drop any more c's. Yeah, yeah. Plug plug away, Nick. If if people want to have a file so of complaint, yeah. <laughs> On our Twitter and on uh, our Instagram that I have not been keeping up with at all. Slacker. I ended up destroying my phone and uh, had to re-wipe and uh, restart it up. Uh, you can follow us at spin-retro. All one word, spin-retro. You'll, you'll see. And again, that's Twitter and Instagram. 
you'll see stuff from Nick and I, not John. Yep. Mostly Matt ragging on me or John. Yeah, Matt Matt put a pretty good one there with one of our music picks. Oh, actually, some gaming news for a hot take right now. Did you know the last Sega? Uh, Sega. Uh, so tired. <laughs> the last uh, Sega store just closed. Oh, I in, saw that. in Japan. Very sad. Wow. I'm surprised. There, there was there's still one, one there. On a tweeter. Nick's wearing black all day tomorrow. He's in mourning. Uh, uh, I'm putting my flag at half mast. That's the only thing. It'll be a half mast. Now you can stop recording. That sounded like a limp dick joke.